Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I know you're paying attention to global events. Wars bubbling up everywhere. Countries are buying and hoarding mass amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our heads in the sand either. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. 833-995-G-O-L-D. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. The 2024 election is upon us, and now is the time to fight back against the war on masculinity in American society today. Thankfully, the patriots at Chalk, C-H-O-Q, are here to help real American men maximize their masculinity by boosting testosterone levels up to 20% over 90 days. I've been taking a male vitality stack from Chalk for like three years now. It is incredible. They are here to help make American men strong again. Testosterone testosterone fueled again maximize your masculinity today at choq.com use the code jesse for a massive discount on any chalk subscription for life choq.com code jesse limited time offer subscription cancelable at any time This is the Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Final hour of the Jesse Kelly Show on an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. And then we are out of here for the weekend, just like you. Don't forget, still have an hour. You can email us, jesse at jessekellyshow.com. All kinds of stuff to get into this hour. I have to address two quick things right off the bat. One, you know how I told you. I'm going to turn my weakness, well, one of my weaknesses, fashion. I'm going to turn it into a strength. What, Chris? And I'm going to become a fashion icon. I'm wearing a jacket today. Wife bought it for me. And it's very fashionable. And it has a pocket in the, what, Chris? It has a pocket in the sleeve. And it even has a couple little, you can watch this. If you, you can watch me do, uh, do the show, by the way, on the first TV 
They simulcast all three hours of the show. Anyway, I have uh, sleeves in my pocket, and I'm going to put a bunch of stuff or sleeves on my or pockets on my sleeve. I pocket on my sleeve. Shut up, Chris. Anyway, I'm going to start putting. I think I'm going to put a bunch of pens and stuff in there so people can see I have pockets. And look how cool that'll be when I have pens in there. And maybe what, Chris? What? Oh, that's a good point, Chris. I'm going to get some cigarettes and I'm going to put them in there. Uh, I don't smoke, but but either way, I'll get cigarettes and a lighter, and then I'll walk around with a cigarette behind my ear, and I'll just start offering them to people, especially kids. Hey, kids, you want to? No, quit. Anyway, that's one. Two. Um. All right. I I know the basics of doing handyman work, unlike what you will hear from my wife. And here's what here's what I mean. My dad was in construction. His dad was in construction. I did construction. Am I, can I build you a house? No, I cannot. I'm not going to act like I'm Mr. Handyman. Am I like Jewish producer Chris? Can I uh, rebuild a car engine for you? Nope, I cannot. But I know how to work a hammer. I know how to work a saw. I split firewood. I know, I know, I know how to do these things. I, I know how to do these things. Okay. That said, Sometimes I will do things when it comes to handyman work that doesn't work out that great in the end. It makes sense at the time. And then in the end, I guess you could say I probably take things too far. And here's what happened. Um, I'm actually currently getting text messages live during the show as we speak. So we have these door handles in our house. We got our house, I don't know, six years ago, something like that, seven years ago. We have these door handles in our house, the interior door handles. And sometimes they just come off. They get too loose and you go to grab it or you slam the door. You know, the boys are always wrestling and the door handle comes off and it's really annoying. And then you have to get this little mini Allen wrench and you kind of adjust a little screw and you're supposed to adjust it and the door handle will stay. But for whatever reason, they never stay. They loosen up again and they fall off. And I've been going through this now for six years, walking around with my Allen wrench set in the house, fixing it. And finally, I had enough. And I decided I was done with the whole screw door handle thing. And I got some Gorilla Glue. And don't what, Chris? It was a good idea at the time. And so I've just been on this program for the last year or so. When a door handle falls off, there's no more screwing involved, no more Allen wrenches, no more nothing. I go, I Gorilla Glue the door handle, I put it on the thing, and guess which door handles have not fallen off once during the entire year? The ones I have Gorilla Glued on there. It has been effective. Now, we did just run into a problem, which I'm currently being updated on by my wife, of... Last time I did this, some of the glue, it, it came out a little bit too fast, okay? And I felt like some of it dripped onto the ground, onto the, the we have this fake wood floor. We're pretty fancy like that, but we have this fake wood floor, but it was a hard floor where this one was. I felt like it dropped onto the ground, and I, I looked. I looked. I couldn't find it. And I glued the door handle on, no problem. Well... I'm looking at this text message from my wife. It turns out she did find it. 
and now she can't get it off of the floor because it's gorilla gorilla glue. There is a permanent gorilla glue drop on the floor. I don't know how to get it off the floor without destroying the fake wood on the floor. Either way, <laughs> she's currently claiming that I can no longer do handyman work around the house. But I'm going to. I'm going to. Hey, Jesse. Dear Dr. Attenborough. It's not very nice. Why do people, yourself included, pronounce porcupine porcupine? Apparently, he wants me to call it porcupine or something. Listen, I'm white trash. I'm uneducated white trash. I can't help that about myself. I don't pronounce words the way they're supposed to be pronounced. But that's why I've started to venture into foreign languages. El Jespo, do you think we can actually turn this country around before something major happens that brings it all to a close? I do. His name is Dan. I do. Um, Obviously, we talk about hard things and hard truths a lot on the show and where we are and where we're at as a nation. But... What gives me hope is this. There are a lot of us that feel the way we feel. And we have a lot of guns. And then let me clarify. I don't want anyone to get hurt at all. I really genuinely don't. I want this to be peaceful. That's why I'm so happy about our guns. Our guns. The fact that the American civilian owns more guns than every military in the world combined Our guns give us leverage, if you will. There's a reason the communists are always trying to go after your guns, and it's not about mass shooting or crime or anything else. They understand they can never do, ever, all the things they want to do to you because of how many guns we have. It drives them crazy. The American people on the right are armed to the teeth guns and ammunition you cannot conquer a people that armed it has never been done it drives them crazy that combined with how many of us there are gives me hope look if it was a million of us if it was just a million if it was a million armed citizens that would be a problem that is virtually insurmountable for our government or any other government. A million armed people, that is very, very difficult to deal with. It's not a million. It's like 80 million. The number is high. And there are a ton of people who share our values. Now, I am not being pie in the sky. I have been honest with you about where our country is. I've been very honest with you that I do not believe we're going to get the band back together again, meaning the United States of America as currently constituted, I do not believe can be fixed. I do not believe it can be returned. I just do not because the people, so many of the people are broken and shattered. I've been honest with you about that. We've lost too many people, but we still have too many people on our side to say, well, it's all just going to blow up. It's all over. I don't believe that either. I don't, I don't know what we're going to look like after we fight and work our way through all of these problems we're having. Remember, there are things that are happening that are inevitable. Inevitable. 
The country separating on some level is one of those things. Why? It's not because of me or because of some national divorce movement. or Because people are moving. You can't stop human migration, especially within the borders. People do not want to suffer in these blue hellholes anymore. They are packing up. They are moving. They are fleeing California. They're fleeing New York. The population within the borders of the country, it is already separating. They are already separating. What that looks like on the back end after we get through all this, I don't know. Is it terrible? Is it wonderful? Is it some mixture of both? I think it's probably safe to assume it's somewhere in there, probably a mixture of both. I don't know. So again, I'm not being pie in the sky, but I do not feel always lost. Remember, just because what we've known is probably past does not mean always lost. It means that times are changing. Things are changing. The future will not look like the past. Okay, we'll deal with it. Right? We're going to have to learn to deal with things. Look, we have to learn to deal with living in a country where the federal government is hostile to us. That's not ideal. It's not what I want. It's, it's what we have to deal with. Look, there are steps we have to take to live in a country like that too. Do you, do you protect your stuff? And when I say your stuff, I mean your laptop, your phone. You know the federal government, without any effort at all, can and will collect your data from your laptop and your phone? Did you know your phone is a tracking device? Did you know that? Right now, a couple clicks of a button, they can know exactly, exactly where you are. If you're walking, they know how fast you're walking. Did you know that? It's time to get a silent bag for your devices. S-L-N-T. It is a patented signal-blocking Faraday bag. When you're not on your smartphone, it's in a silent bag. When you're not on a laptop, it's in a silent bag. It's not just corporations who are listening. The government is listening. It's not paranoia. This is the digital age. We must adjust to that age. SLNT.com slash Jesse gets you 15% off plus free shipping. SLNT.com slash Jesse. We'll be back. Truth. Attitude. Jesse Kelly. It is the Jesse Kelly Show on a Friday. Remember, you can email the show jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. All right, we are moving on. We're moving on to other stuff. Oh, by the way, I don't do, I don't, I don't know that we really have ever done very many rest in peace for celebrities who die. It's just not a thing we do here on the show. I don't really care that much about pop culture. I did see that Carl Weathers died today. And a couple things on that. One, it should be noted that Chris actually asked if he was the dude from Lethal Weapon. So, Chris, that would be Danny Glover, not Carl Weathers. I don't know if you know, but there's actually... This is breaking news for you, Chris. There's... More than one black actor in Hollywood. Actually, there are several. If you, I, I don't, I know this may be breaking news to you, Chris. But there are. Look, hey, look, it's my job to break the news to you. It's journalist Jesse 
There's just no one better. We love Jesse. He's the best. Yes. That was just for Chris. Breaking news, Chris. There's more than one black actor in Hollywood. And in fact, those guys don't look anything alike. I don't know what is wrong with you. That's one, two. I feel like the guys I watched growing up, they're starting to die. And good old, all the action stars. Bruce, you know, struggling. At the, Bruce Willis has uh, got uh, struggling with dementia at the end. It's sad, you know, it happens. Yeah, Chris brought up Clint Eastwood, but that's a great example. Clint Eastwood, when's the last time you saw him, dude? He's like 105, and I love Clint Eastwood. He's old, man. He's Oh, he is awesome. Yes, it's, Clint Eastwood's old. Arnold Schwarzenegger's now an old Democrat loser. Carl Weathers is dead. I watched a movie with uh, Denzel Washington. What was it? Equalizer 3. I was on a plane coming back from Europe. <laughs> Shut up, Chris. I watched a movie with Denzel Washington, Equalizer 3, and it was, I mean, good. Obviously a low-budget movie. But even Denzel, whose face is very symmetrical like mine is, he's getting old. A little fat. I'm not, by the way, I'm not judging. I think he's in his 60s, putting on a little weight. They're all getting old. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. All right. Rambo, John Jesse. I was taking. I want to take your advice and talk to my local sheriff about their Second Amendment views and how they'd handle an unconstitutional gun grab. But I live in a blue county and a blue state, and I'm afraid of putting a bullseye on my back. Should I even try? If, if so, how can I word it? I know. Get to a red state. My wife's family location is the main obstacle. Look, when I tell you you can't move, I know oftentimes it's not an option. If you can't, you can't. It is what it is. You ask what you should ask your sheriff. I'll tell you what I did actually yesterday. I got one of those campaign emails from some dude who's running for sheriff in my county down here in Texas. And this is, I'm reading it off my phone. If you're watching on the simulcast, you, you know I'm not lying. I'm reading this verbatim off my phone. Hey, you should come out and support Sheriff, whatever his name is. You know, they always text that stuff to all of us. You get the same ones. And I said, will Sheriff blank, I'm not going to say his name, stand between me and the federal government to protect me if they decide to violate my civil rights? That's what I asked, period. End of story. What I want to hear from any share, anyone who wants to be my sheriff, I want to hear yes. What I asked, I didn't ask him to break the law. I said, if the federal government is going to violate my civil rights, will you, my county sheriff, the highest authority in my life, that's supposed to be how it is, well, I mean politically here, will you, county sheriff, will you stand between me and a federal government that's trying to violate my civil rights? The answer to that question is either yes or your sheriff sucks. Most of them will be, well, I mean, it would all depend. As soon as, as, soon as he starts doing that, you know he's going to sell you out. The American sheriff right now, your sheriff, my sheriff, they should already be doing that. And they should be announcing their intention to deputize citizens if the federal government turns hostile to them. You know your sheriff has that authority, right? Part of the reason I talk to you about building community, your neighborhood, your town, taking back your community, it's because in response to an evil federal government, your sheriff should on a dime, hey, a thousand men show up today, and women actually, a thousand men and women 
Show up today at the sheriff's office. You will be deputized. A thousand law enforcement officers today standing guard in our county. Does that sound crazy? If you told the founders about that, they wouldn't think you sounded crazy. They would think you sound like a free citizen who's interested in remaining free. The things that sound crazy or radical now, they're actually what made this country a country. That's why, I mean, we bring up Second Amendment. It's why you've heard me go off about this before, the Second Amendment. I can't stand listening to Republicans, both politicians and pundits on the radio and TV. I can't stand listening to them try to defend the Second Amendment. The second, the, the, the communists will say, that no one needs a weapon of war. You have a weapon of war. It's designed to kill a lot of people. And what do you get from the right? Well, uh, well hold on a minute. No, no. Uh, actually, my, my AR-15, it hasn't hurt anybody, and it's not a, a, a weapon of war. After all, I served, and this is different than the M4 I served. I mean, I, I need this weapon. What if, a, what if a criminal breaks in? No. The answer is yes. I do possess a weapon of war. I possess it because I have the right to own a weapon of war just in case the federal government ever turns tyrannical. It's my job as a citizen to have a weapon of war. That's the answer. All right, let's move on. Someone wants me to run for office. I'm not going to, but someone wants me to run for office. Someone's mad about voting rights and many other things. Maybe you need relief in your life from pain. Pain is just, again, I was talking about Carl Weathers getting old and dying. It makes me feel old. Another one of the things that starts to make me feel old is the fact that sometimes my left hand yesterday just started to get sore. I'm sure I was holding something wrong or something. How does that happen? It's just part of life. Ain't no big deal. It's part of life. But you don't have to live with it. You do not have to live with pain. You can find relief and not at the bottom of a bottle of pills. Try relief factor. All natural, drug-free relief factor created by doctors to fight inflammation naturally in your body. Neck, back, joints, muscles, whatever. Get a three-week quick start kit. You will be in love. Take it every day. $19.95 is all it costs. Three-week three kit. 1-800-THE-NUMBER-4-RELIEF or go to relieffactor.com. He doesn't care if you believe him. But he's right. Jesse Kelly. It is the Jesse Kelly show on a Friday. Let's get to this guy. He's mad about he's mad at Latino people. Well, kind of. All right. Here it is. Oracle. I read an email forwarded to me by my JFK parents who live uh, JFK Democrat parents who now live in Florida. It was from Latino friends of theirs who live in California. A publication called Pulse Pulse Pulso, something like that. They were talking about voting rights discrimination, and it it summarized how unfair and criminal it is that only citizens can vote. And a guy says, I always thought conservative and family values aligned with with Latinos, and if we could somehow get them on our side, communists would never win an election. But here they are, hard at work infiltrating that community and turning them communist. So sad. Okay. I need to, we need to talk about something. Um... This is something that is human nature. It's human nature for me. It's human nature for you. No matter who you are, this is human nature, but it is something you have to guard yourself against. 
and no, I'm not about to lecture you. Just, just hear me out. Prejudice. Now, no, I'm not doing the I'm above it all and never see color thing. That's absolutely not what I'm doing. What I'm saying is this. Taking an entire group of people and ever lumping them in to friends or enemies categories never, ever, 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 ever works. In fact, it makes you into a moron. It's what I've talked about when it comes to race activism. Race activism, now this will come back to what he's saying. Race activism will always make you look like an idiot. Always. If I am uh, Mr. White People, I'm King White People. That's my main thing. White people. Only white people. Well, what will happen is I will end up defending detestable things because sometimes white people do detestable things. And then I'll look like an idiot because I placed a priority on the color of skin. You see black activists do this all the time. Why do you think Al Sharpton looks like an idiot to you? Why does he look like an idiot? Is every single cause of Al Sharpton's ridiculous? No. I'm sure many of those cases, it's very warranted. Al Sharpton looks like an idiot because the only necessary ingredient for Al Sharpton to defend you is for you to be black. Well, black people do terrible things sometimes. Al Sharpton will defend them every time, no matter what. Therefore, he looks like a moron. We'll get emails about Chris, Jewish producer Chris. Why? Because he's a Jew. And you'll get people that say, Jews are Jews did communism and Jews did this and Jews did that and Jews did this. Okay. Obviously, yes, there's all kinds of Jewish people were there and involved in the genesis of communism. I know all about all this. I know the history of all of it. But should we shun every Jew? What about I mean, Chris might be further right than I am. Should we toss him out because he's a Jew? That doesn't make any sense. That doesn't, now, we may toss him out because his dietary choices are embarrassing and because he didn't know who Carl Weathers was, but we're not going to toss him out. You understand what I mean? And I'm not trying to do the above-it-all thing. Different people are different. There are good, bad people, and or good white people, and bad white people. There are great, good black people and bad black people. There are good Jews. There are Jews like Chris. There are people all over the place in every spectrum. And the same thing, we can fall into this trap when it comes to voting blocks. You said, I was hoping Latinos would be on our side because they're more family values and things like that. And yes, in general, as a whole, more family-oriented. All Latinos can't be lumped into one category or another because they're all individuals. They all have made different choices. And the Latin world is huge and very, very, very different. We used to mess with, I specifically used to mess with all of my Latino buddies in the Marines because no matter where they would from, no matter where they were from, I'd always just casually, not like an insult, I'd tell them, I'd call them all Mexicans. Well, people who aren't Mexicans get offended by that. And so because you're always trying to offend your buddies in the Marines, one of my buddies, uh, Axel is his name, he's from Guatemala, he's freaking hilarious. 
But I just say all the time in conversation, Axel, you know what I'm talking about. You're Mexican. And he'd just start freaking out. He'd start yelling at me in Spanish. Just start screaming and yelling at me. It was great. Latinos come from different cultures too. And they're different in different cultures. Look, you're going to find garbage communist Latinos. That's the way it is. You're going to find Latinos that are further right than you and me combined. Go talk to a Cuban in Miami. See what they think about communism. See what they think about Democrats. We have to be careful ever doing this general thing where all these people, no matter who that is, are bad or good or friends or enemies. Life doesn't work that way. Now, I said all that to say this. I do understand that's human nature. Why are, why are all human beings prejudiced in some way? I am, you are. Everyone has a prejudice. Maybe it's against a different race, a different religion. Maybe it's uh, against redheads. That's an understandable one. Maybe, who knows? Why, are people, why do people have prejudice? Their life experiences and their upbringing. That's it. That's what will determine your prejudices in life. If you were, uh, if you were brought up to hate Asian people, your dad, uh, look, maybe, maybe for whatever reason, a war or something like that, maybe your dad hated Asian people. I don't know that there's a whole lot of Asian hate out there, but that's a weird one maybe, but maybe your dad hated Asian people. Ah, Jesse, those, those Koreans, real dirt balls. And you heard that over and over and over again growing up. And let's say you combine that with uh, you had a run-in in traffic one day with a Korean dude. Or probably more specifically, a Korean lady would be more likely a run-in in traffic with a Korean lady. And it went, it went bad. You, even if you don't admit it, probably would carry around some Korean prejudice from that point. Now, I didn't say embrace it. I, I didn't say that, did I? But it is human nature to carry some of that around. Anyway, back to your thing about Latinos. Look, if you want to try to lump them all in, I'm telling you right now, there are tons of Latinos in this country who are coming our way. And even if they're not heading totally to the right, they're leaving the left. My, my best friend is Luis, Luis is his name. He's a Mexican dude, Mexican family. Everyone's Mexican. His wife's Mexican. We go hang out. It's all Mexicans. It's, it's me. It's the, me, the 6'8 gringo, and a bunch of Mexicans go hanging out there. And you talk to them, and a bunch of them are lifelong Democrats. And bunches of them will tell you now. They'll come brag to me about it. Ah, Jesse, I went independent. I'm done. I'm done. I can't take the tranny stuff anymore. I'm done. I'm out. I'm out on all this. I'm done. I'm done. Look. You're not going to get them all because each and every person is an individual. But you're going to get a lot of them. Dear Dr. Jesse, since you're a European cultural expert and practitioner, what European city would you say is your favorite? Um, probably Germany. Shogun, I know if you, you have repeatedly said you won't run for political office again. Having said that, would you consider running for governor of Texas in 2026? You'd be at the forefront to lead the balkanization of states. You'd actually have the guts to secure the border as much as possible with state authorities, so on and so forth. His name is Larry. Okay. People want me to run against John Cornyn for Senate. They want me to run for governor of Texas. I'm not going to do 
either of those things, and I will explain why in a moment. Give me a second. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, final segment of the Jesse Kelly Show. I didn't even tell you how how much of a slog this show has been tonight. It has been one of the more physically brutal shows I've ever had to do in my life. And I know what you're thinking, Jesse. It's just radio. Be serious. How brutal could it be? I got my haircut earlier today. When I say haircut, I just mean they buzzed it lower again than they did last time. And I forgot as I was leaving to have the haircut girl shampoo me. So I've been sitting here in itching agony for three hours now. What, Chris? That's not very nice, Chris. Chris just asked, what did she shampoo? There's some little fuzz still in the little hair. She was going to shampoo off the little ears. Whatever, Chris. Anyway, someone wants me to run for governor. I'm not running for governor. I'm not running for uh, senator. I'm not going to run for president. I will be a dictator for five years with 500 men of my choosing working for me, doing the things I want, or I will do nothing. That's one. And two, the American people do not want what I want. I am far to the right of the American public. I am not one of these people who has deluded myself into thinking that I'm the mainstream. I know I'm outside of the mainstream. When I joke about repealing child labor laws, you know I'm not joking, right? I actually believe children should be able to work. I have a 13-year-old and 15-year-old. They're both dying to get jobs, real jobs. Why can't they have jobs? It's going to hurt them? To what? Go uh, be a gopher on a construction site? Grab some nails for people? Go work two hours of fast food, flipping burgers, find out how the other half lives? That's going to hurt them? No. I'm far to the right of the American public. They don't want what I have to sell, and that's fine. I I don't need to be popular. That's fine with me. Jesse, I talk about it a lot. He he, he was talking about a Financial Times article showing that uh, women are moving hard to the left, men are moving hard to the right in the country. I talk about it a lot. You talk about it a lot. But for most Americans, this seems like an impossible conversation to have. Women vote for safety. Men vote for freedom. Women get to negotiate with their conquerors. Men do not. This affects how we vote. How do we fix this? Marry them. Listen, fellas. And I know the ladies are half of this too. I'm I'm certainly not absolving ladies from this. Listen, I have as much fun as anyone else talking about repealing the 19th Amendment. But go look at the polling of how married women vote. They're Republicans, all of them. Well, not all of them, but the vast majority of them. Single dudes vote right. Single or married dudes vote right. Married women vote right. Where we go off the rails is something like 76% of single women vote left. Put a ring on her finger, fellas. Provided she's the one date her, marry her, make a bunch of babies with her, start a family. She'll be an anti-communist just like you before you know it. If you're not ready for that, go start taking a male vitality stack from Chalk. After three months, your T levels will be 20% higher than they were before. Then you'll see that dime a little differently and you'll want to marry her and make some babies with her. Female vitality stacks for the ladies Male vitality stacks for the dudes. 
We will turn into a nation, a community of anti-communists growing, breeding like rabbits. Natural herbal supplements. No more big pharma crap. Stop getting needles stuck in your arm, guys. Chuck.com. They have a huge sale on subscriptions for the lifetime of the subscriptions for the subscription through the end of February. Chuck.com. C-H-O-Q.com. Promo code Jesse. Chuck.com. Promo code Jesse. But back to what the guy was talking about. The single woman communist is the, the true destroyer of the West. She is. Why do you think Democrats focus on telling women how empowered they should be? And you go, girl, and you, girl, boss it up. It's not because they actually care about women. They want to make sure they stay single. If they stay single, they know that woman is very likely to go Democrat. A counter to that is to start telling people to start families again. But, of course, the GOP doesn't do a counter to that. Instead, we get this pathetic stuff. What is this thing? Do I have that Nikki Haley part? I know I do. Where is this Nikki Haley thing? I never did get to it this week. I never did play it. Michael, I know you put it on the – oh, there it is. Yeah, instead we get this. Instead of telling people to start families, we get more of the same identity politics crap from our side that they do. You go, girl. Well, first of all, I think that you know there will be a, a woman president in America. It's either going to be me or it's going to be Kamala Harris. And I don't want a Kamala Harris for president. Trump cannot beat Biden. I don't want either of you. Anti-communist Jesse. Oh, wait a minute. I forgot to do the thing. And now. Here's a headline. By the go, you know the, you know the thing. Emails. We didn't get to. Anti-communist Jesse. The state of Arkansas passed a law to build a monument to aborted babies. Is this finally an example of conservatives playing offense and pushing back? Or do you see this as just holding ground? No, this is outstanding. Again, we need to be builders of monuments. And yes, that's a great one. We need to have monuments up to the victims of communism across the country. Let's start educating people on the sickness of this religion to aborted babies. We need to honor our heroes on the right. I said it time and time again. Rush Limbaugh helped guide the thinking and policy of the right for 30 years. How did we not have a big memorial? How did we not have a big memorial and a monument for Rush Limbaugh? It needs to be done. These are the kind of things we need to be better at. We're bad at them. We need to be better at them. Pink flower of steel. Next week, I'm traveling to visit my mom, Palm Springs, so on and so forth. I've never been to Palm Springs. I notice it's near 29 Palms. I need a place to grab lunch. Okay, we didn't do a lot of eating in Palm Springs. I will tell you, I had a sweet cheeseburger at a Palm Springs one night. I actually got hit really hard. That's the hardest I've ever been punched in the face in my life. It was at a TGI Friday's. They have a good Fridays there. Highly recommend it. What, Chris? Yes, that was the one where I was trying to stab him with a fork, and he ended up jumping me when I left the place, and this dude was huge. Anyway, it doesn't matter. It was a delicious meal. So if you go through Palm Springs, I may recommend uh, TGI Fridays. I had a really, really, really good burger back then. And in that Fridays, you might have to ask them if they still do this, they used to put a little round piece of fried mozzarella on top of the burger, the burger already had American cheese, but it had a fried pizza mozzarella on top of it as well. 
and that was pretty special. So if you're ever in Palm Springs, may I recommend the Fridays to you. Also, it's the weekend. It's time to put your phone down, put it in the drawer, go spend a couple days embracing your family, community, go to church, shoot your gun, enjoy your life, set all this politics crap aside. It'll be there for us again on Monday, and I'll be here with you, okay? That's all. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.